Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, this is Sam with Wrestling Overtime, and this is your Monday news and thoughts for February 15, 2021. Um, on TV Insider, Bobby Lashley actually suggested that Keith Lee should be the one to join the Hurt Business next. He said he sees a lot of himself in Keith Lee. Does he? I don't. Um, I think Keith Lee is this big, lovable teddy bear that should be a babyface and should cut babyface teddy bear promos and be a little bit like Big E. He has that funny sense of humor, and like I said, he looks like a teddy bear. Um, I don't see him fitting in with the Hurt Business. I can't see him in an Armani suit walking around, being a heel, and being mean to people. But sometimes when you go opposite what you actually are, it works. So maybe, you know, Bob, Bobby Lashley's on to something. What do you guys think? I, I just can't see Keith Lee being with them. I also hate that WWE is still pondering, thinking about putting a mask on Dominic. Um, speaking on Not About Wrestling which is a podcast that is not about wrestling, uh, but is. They have uh, different wrestlers on there. I enjoy it because it, they talk about their personalities, their interests outside of wrestling, some hobbies that they do or traveling that they do, friends or their family or their history. And they had Rey Mysterio on there. And they got him talking about his elaborate ring gear, about why he wears the ring gear that he does, what do certain things on it mean, um, certain big ma matches, he has special ring gear that has different things on it that mean something to him, his friends, his family, or or anything like that. 
they then he and and what led to it was Rey Mysterio talked about the Lucha Libra tradition and how his father, how his family had been part of that, and it was handed down to him. And they have certain styling that they do on their masks, on their ring gear, and how there isn't a current plan for Dominic Mysterio to wear a mask. But the WWE does bring it up. He actually brings it up to Dominic. Because Ray flat out said he would like Dominic to put on a mask so that the legacy can continue. When he was talking about that, I personally got the feeling that he hated it in the storyline this summer that Dominic got involved so early. The plan was for Ray to continue with Seth while Dominic went to NXT to train and start in NXT. It was only when he had good showings with Ray that Vince got excited, and then Ray, in real life, got hurt. And they needed someone kind of to step in, and Dominic said, I will. Like I said, I feel like I personally got the opinion. Ray felt like, right then, he should have put the mask on. I feel like unless Dominic goes away, and I'm talking six months to a year, I don't know that he can put the mask on now. We've seen his face. We have fell in love with his face. We, I totally get the tradition and the legacy, what it means, and all of that. I totally get it. But... How do you go back and explain it to the fans? Well, it wasn't, I don't know, five minutes later, Ray explained exactly what he wanted to do. Ray has been suggesting to Dominic and has pointed out to WWE that Dominic would show two completely different personas. They would show him outside the ring, where he wouldn't have a mask on. He may be talking to wrestlers. He may be. They may show him in a video or a vignette or something without a mask on, doing other things. And he would have one persona. He didn't go ahead and say what that persona would be. Whether it would be, you know, a baby face or a heel. But that 
he would have a completely different persona inside the ring with the mask. And so would the mask be evil? You know, I, that's that was my next question. That's where it led. But I thought that was an interesting concept because I immediately said, we've seen his face. I like his face. I don't want him in a mask. If he goes in a mask, I'm I'm going to be really frustrated and confused and all that. But then once Ray talked about the two different personas, I was a little bit intrigued. I was thinking, gee, you know, could you pull that off? Is that good? Uh, would that be cool? You know, is he going to be mysterious? How would you tell that story? Um, would it lead to him wearing a mask all the time then? And, and all of that. But then I got to thinking, can this, what is he, 24, I think, or 25, kid pull that off without basically any training? I mean, you've got to remember, this kid doesn't have a lot of training. And can Rey Mysterio walk him through doing this in a year, two years? I don't know, uh, but I am intrigued by it. What do you guys think about that? I th- I th- thought that was a really cool option. Um, and it was really an interesting idea. You guys need to write me at wrestlingovertime at gmail.com. Tell me what you think of that. Um, Sammy Guevara was set to appear for Impact Wrestling's next set of tapings. Let me remind you guys why. Sammy quit the inner circle. He got a microphone, remember? He told Chris Jericho, I told you one more time, and I'm done. I'm done now. Chris Jericho came back with, what do you mean? And Sammy Guevara was like, I quit. We saw him walk out of the ring. We saw him walk down the tunnel. Alex Marvez, of course, caught up to him as he was going, you know, out the fence. And he said, I I need to be by myself. I need to get away. Well, he was then, boom, going to go to Impact Wrestling by himself, find himself, and it was going to lead to the next set of Impact Wrestling tapings. Well... What Dave Messler talked about this morning, and for those of you who are not subscribers to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, I suggest that if you're really into it, go right ahead. Uh, but Dave Metzler does a podcast with Brian Alvarez almost every day, every other day, but it hits. He does it, I guess, about midnight, 1 o'clock. Pacific Coast time. So it actually gets uploaded and it's in your podcatcher, whatever one you use, whether it be Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Pocket Cast, whatever you guys use, at a like 4.35 o'clock in the morning. So that's the reason why a lot of times if I'm taping this later, 
I'll say, well, it hit this morning or it hit yesterday morning or whatever. But Dave Metzler talked about how when he showed up, they wanted to put Sammy in a tag team. And Sammy immediately questioned that and was like, that doesn't fit storyline. And Impact Wrestling was like, yeah, it does, because we're going to do da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And Sammy Guevara basically told Impact, no, 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 I'm not saying it doesn't fit your storyline. I'm saying it doesn't fit my storyline that's going on in AEW. I just left a faction. I just left people that I had tag teamed with. And my parting comment was, I need to be alone. Therefore, I can't come over here and immediately join a tag team. Dave Metzler said that they got upset. Sammy Guevara picked up the phone and called Tony Khan. Um, It was Dave's uh, understanding that Tony Khan needed to think it through, to talk it through, told Sammy, just hold on just a little bit. Chris Jericho actually called Sammy back and said, get out of there. Leave. And so Sammy Guevara left Impact Wrestling's tapings. Dave Metzler didn't know what happened from there. Whether Tony Khan was on the phone with with Impact Wrestling to talk about this, whether, you know, he picked up the phone call of Scott Demore or Josh Matthews or who exactly was he calling and what led to them saying, okay, they don't want to change their mind, you're out. So I am interested in to see this week how this plays out. Now for those of you who didn't watch NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day, WWE has signed Eli Drake, and they're going to call him LA Knight. He, has, he showed up on NXT TakeOver last night. Um... The thing is that Dave Metzler said on his podcast was he's not sure what WWE's doing. He said they've signed about two dozen people. They've signed Eli Drake, Blake Christian, Valkyrie, Tyra Valkyrie, and then Harlem Bravo, Bravito, um, who used to be part of Evolve. He said those are the four, you know, big names that people will know. But he said overall they've signed almost two dozen people that this is going to be one of the largest NXT classes of people that they brought in, especially since COVID started, but one of the bigger ones ever. And he said, what are they going to do with all these people? And he said he would keep us informed and everything. But think about it. What are they going to do with all these people? So uh, I think that's a kind of big issue. It then led to 
Dave discussing what is the current pay scale of NXT. Um, and I found this fascinating because I see it all the time, especially on Reddit, sometimes on Twitter. Um, people think wrestlers make a lot more than they do. Um, the mirror from, um, England put out a story. It's probably been about three months, four months. I talked about it. I wrote about it, um, at Sports Obsessive. I also wrote about it on Twitter just for the simple fact it made me mad. Um, but it talked about Ronda Rousey's contracts. It talked about Brock Lesnar's contract. And then I read, you know, where it was posted a lot of different places and people's comments. They didn't think it was a big deal for Brock Lesnar or John Cena or any of them to make 10 or 12 million. But. I guess people were okay believing that. Oh yeah, Brock makes $12 million, who cares, you know? But then they wanted to call the mirror wrong about other people. When they saw that Miz was making $600,000, $700,000, they were like, what? They thought, number one, he made more because he has Miz and Mrs. and all that, which he probably does. That didn't count that. But when they saw uh, the one that jumped out at me and some other people, especially on Reddit, was Sasha Banks. And people immediately said it was wrong. Not wrong as in... She should be paid more. It was wrong as in she is paid more. Um, she did not make the top ten in women. Um, she was paid under $200,000. Or around $200,000. And... People were immediately like, oh, they're wrong. She signed a new contract. She's making like $800,000 now, da-da-da-da-da. And I didn't get involved in it. I, I didn't really comment on Reddit at all. For the simple fact, people don't understand what people make. Um, they don't understand when they sign their contract. A lot of it depends on that. When did you sign it? What was going on at that time? Was WWE paying a lot at that time? Were they not paying a lot? You know, 2018-2019, WWE was writing contracts left and right for mega amounts of money. You know, they were paying Marie Canellis $250,000. Which was more than Sasha Banks, which was right around um, what Bailey was making at the time. Because they didn't want them to go to AEW. 
Well, then the pandemic hit. Then they had to cut costs. Well, then Maria Canellas was fired on Black Wednesday. You know, she was told goodbye so that they didn't have to pay that contract. But if you re-signed in 2018-2019, yes, you were making more money than some of the superstars who had signed 2016-2017. Some of those superstars that signed 2015-2016, their contracts came due in 2020 and are due right around now that was Matt Riddle's problem Matt Riddle's contract ran out he the first offer that they made him last summer early fall he was like um no um I'm not signing for that I'm definitely not signing for five years for that you're nuts um you know, eventually you heard that they wanted to do $400,000 a year for five years. And he was thinking about that. Then rumor had it that they wanted to do $400,000 for three years. And he was still thinking and kind of balking. Well, then it came out. Riddle signed, but no one knows for how long or exactly how much. Rumor is that it was a half million dollars for three years. Is that correct? Who knows? Unless WWE comes out or Riddle comes out or someone close to Riddle comes out and tells you, you you don't really know. So that was the discussion that Dave Metzler had was... People, because they assume that everybody's a millionaire on the WWE roster when that is not true, then they assume that NXT is getting paid more. Well, in NXT, everyone is offered, like, unique deals. There's no real rule of thumb. But they're not making two hundred and fifty thousand to three hundred thousand dollars. Maybe Finn Bauer is, but no one else is. Um a lot of people in NXT when you first started out, depending on how much experience you had if you didn't have a whole whole lot of experience, they were offering sixty seventy thousand dollars, and that was you being in Orlando, you training five days a week, you being part of the NXT roster, you going to takeovers in different cities, things like that, and. Once you made your name, then they would up it a little bit. And then when you got to the main roster, you signed a new contract. But he's saying, if you're a football star, or you're coming from the independents, or you're um, 
you know, maybe coming from a mall, you're probably making 100000 or a, around a low 100000 figure. He said most of the talent in NXT is making between 130000 to 150000 on average. When, when you're talking um, Santos Escobar, when you're talking uh, Swerve Scott, you're talking Kushida, they're making one hundred thirty to $150,000. If you're Adam Cole, you're Johnny Gargano, you're Tomasa Champa, you're making more. You're you're making one hundred seventy five to two hundred thousand, maybe two twenty five. But like he said, the only one that's making two hundred fifty thousand to three hundred thousand, maybe three hundred fifty thousand, is Finn Balor. That's it. It's cut. Boom. It's NXT. Yes, they say they're the third brand, but. They're really the minor leagues. And a lot of people think wrestlers make a lot of money, and they still don't. Your superstars that transcend things make millions. Everyone else isn't. So I hope that you guys, you know, don't really think that. Um, Impact Wrestling announced that Josh Alexander is going to face TJP this week. Um, Little Bow Wow, I still call him Little Bow Wow, but Bow Wow, uh, is serious about coming to the WWE after he drops his next record. He announced that he has picked and is already training some, but not a lot because of his record duties. He has already picked to train with Rikishi, and that Rikishi runs, it's called Knock X Pro, and it is a training facility, and he actually trained Miro. And that Bow Wow, his eventual goal is to get to the WWE. And he doesn't care if he has to go to NXT and then go to WWE. He's not wanting to take the Bad Bunny route and do celebrity stuff and make a one-time appearance at WrestleMania or anything like that. He is wanting to become a WWE superstar. So, um, that is part one, basically, of news and thoughts with, um, what is going on this Monday. When there's a takeover, or it's just the weekend, a lot of stuff hits, you know that you usually get two parts of the news on Mondays, and usually... Wednesdays or Thursdays, you get two parts. 
So I will see you guys uh, pretty soon for part two. If you guys have any questions, comments, problems, or protests, anything like that, write me at wrestlingovertime at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, especially about the pay scale and about do you want Dominic Mysterio to put on a mask? Um, I don't. But anyway, write me, tell me what you guys are thinking, and I will be talking to you soon, and I will see you down the road. Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more. <gasps> Ooh. Bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. For the one standing guard. For the eagle-eyed. For the knights in shining armor. And for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.